0: Jimmy B. and T.C. on 1700 KBGG.
1: Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. All right, everybody. It's our second hour as we continue to roll right along here all the way till 3 o'clock. We got a little NBA action tonight. We're going to start with that with Cleveland having a chance to eliminate the Boston Celtics in Boston. Ken Silverstein, you hear him on the program all the time on this day at this hour. Same bat time, same bat channel. He comes to us on the Drafthouse 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Hello,
2: Kenny. Who is your favorite Batman bad guy?
1: Oh, I was a big fan of the Riddler.
2: Oh, Frank Gorshin. Very yes. nice. Yeah, the Riddler. Yeah. Penguin. Very nice. I like oh. I like the Joker, Cesar Romero. I thought he was And
1: you went penguin.
3: I w- I'm penguin.
1: Okay. Burgess yeah.
2: Meredith. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Yeah.
1: Great. Nice. Great stuff. <laughs> All right. Speaking of which, what the hell is Tyron Lue, the head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers, doing? Where he's saying that Boston is harder to scheme for than the Golden State Warriors. Come on, fill
2: us in. Well, he didn't exactly do a great job of saying or verbalizing what he really wanted to say. that What I think he was trying to say, he didn't do a really good job of it, what he was trying to say was that Boston runs a much more X's and O's type of offense, lots of cuts, lots of movement, lots of um, stuff that uh, is high-level coach stuff, where Golden State has superior talent, and you don't need a lot of X's and O's. They just have superior talent and they just out-talent people, which, you know, when you look at their roster, especially if they're starting five and they're big four, you can see why. So that's what he was trying to say. He just didn't, in my opinion, and obviously from Jim's uh, tone of voice, uh, didn't do a very good job of um, explaining it, let's say. <clears throat>
3: It was uh, an odd way to put it. You don't want to add any more fuel to the fire that is Golden State after coming back last year down 3-1, winning that series. Feels like you never would want to poke the bear. You'd be choosing those words a little bit more carefully. Are people in Cleveland killing Lou for those comments?
2: Not really. I mean, he can walk on water. He brought a ring here a Championship. So, look, he's not a great soundbite. He never will be um, if he... If he If you ask him a question and he doesn't like it, he'll – I wouldn't say he's rude about it. He'll just say, like, something to affect up next question. He doesn't use that phrase, but that's what he means. Excuse me. So, you know, he's not going to bowl you over with with, uh, witty comments, let's say. I think they're troubled. So it's blackboard for blackboard material. By the owner of Golden State the other day saying, and I'm paraphrasing here in so many words, saying, well, you know what, we were the better team last year, and if certain things hadn't occurred, we would have and should have won that thing last year. So I'm not sure what he is saying. He's a multi-billionaire. He should hang around with his high-tech guys in Silicon Valley and not be super quotable. So I think both teams, one from the team owner of Golden State and one from the head coach of the Cavaliers, have both said, things that are or can be construed as being stupid how about that
1: fair enough all right so how do you read then tonight's game do the Cavs get it done or does boston find a way to keep this
2: alive i think it's going to be ugly um i think boston's going to get calls they usually do at home all those banners hanging from the rafters um i know the first two were blowouts there Uh, i would be shocked if that occurs again I, i just The chances of that are like 1%. I think the Cavs will win. I think it will be very close. Uh, I think we're looking at maybe a three-, four-point game uh, where LeBron or Kyrie um, make a play at the end. Uh, They are the two best players on the floor. It's not even close. Uh, So look for one or the other, or possibly both. Make plays late in the final couple minutes that are the decider. They'll win it in five. I thought it would be six. Looks like they're going to win in five and um, then climb Mount Everest, or at least attempt to climb Mount Everest, better known as the Golden State Warriors. Going to
3: be a difficult road to hoe. Uh, Kevin Durant, with his uh, substitution, if you will, for Harrison Barnes, it makes this team even more ridiculous. What do they do against Durant? We know Kyrie seemingly always plays well when he's got Curry in front of him. What do you do there? Is it... You put LeBron out there and use a lot of the effort that you need on the defensive end. What, how do you think this is going to shake out when we get to the inevitable?
2: Uh, Trent, I have been thinking about this for months. I mean, because anyone with any wisdom knew that this is going to, assuming the Cavs win in 5, 6, or 7, we will assume that will occur for this conversation, that this was going to be the matchup. So this is not profound. No one's shocked uh, that the Cavs are on the eve of facing Golden State now. The Golden State went 12 and 0. They surprised a few people. Uh, I'm not surprised. Now to the question. I don't know. I've, I've talked to numerous scouts who I've seen, who I've known for years. I've asked them this question. I get rolling of the eyes. I get shaking of the head. Mm-hmm. I get, uh, I get verbiage that makes some sense, but doesn't make a lot of sense. So the long and the short of it is <laughs> there is no plan, okay? There really, there really isn't. What, what the Cavs have done through three rounds, or basically through three rounds, and prior to IT, Isaiah Thomas getting hurt, was that against Indiana, they took Paul George out of the game, got the ball out of his hands. Same thing with Toronto, basically DeRozan or Lowry. Then Lowry got hurt. Then it was DeRozan strictly. Get the ball out of his hand, hands and make other people beat you. You cannot do that against Golden State. It is impossible. It is impossible. This is the best starting five or four players of five, because Petrullia is, is a journeyman at best. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, Putting Petrullia off to the side. Those four, in my mind, are as good as the Celtics' big three or four in the 80s, are as good as worthy, magic, um, Byron Scott uh, A.C. Green um, uh, Jabbar near the end of his career whatever I mean we could argue this point forever that's how good these four are and you can't do what the Cavs have done in a defensive theory perspective of trying to get the ball out of somebody's hands. because alright fine double team Curry he passes the ball it goes to Thompson or it goes to Durant or it goes to Green oh my goodness that's That's not good. They cannot do that. They have to play it man-on-man. It's the only way you can play it. Now, who guards Durant? Um, I think the backcourt will stay same as same, meaning uh, Irving will play Curry. Uh, J.R. Smith will play Clay Thomas. No surprise there. Mm -hmm. Now it's where it gets tricky. And this is where I think the Cavs, they haven't told me this. I've asked. A zillion times, I never get an answer. Off the record, on the record, never get an answer. But so this is what I think they're going to do. Okay, I think they're going to play. I think they're going to play Kevin Love at center. Okay, okay, and have him guard Pachulia. That's a bad matchup for Pachulia because one, he's a much better player. Two, he takes Pachulia away from the basket. Right. Okay, that's a good thing for the Cavs. Now, what do you do? With the rest of the the twosomes, I would have Tristan Thompson. I I don't. I, LeBron's going to play Durant some, but I don't want him to start the game on Durant. I'm going to roll the dice that he's athletic enough, and I think he is. Okay, he's a he's gonna he's going to give a thousand percent. Okay, I would put Tristan Thompson on Durant and have Green and uh, LBJ. LeBron James, play each other. That's what I would do. Hmm. Now, when Golden State goes small, most likely Iguodala or or uh, Sean Livingston come in. We'll say it's Iguodala for the time being. But Julia goes bye-bye. Then, then my guess is love goes bye-bye, and the Cavs will add either Korver, Shumpert, Darren Williams, someone, one of those three, to go small
1: also. All right, let me jump so, in here. Let me jump in here just real quick.
2: It's a tough matchup. It is a tough it's- matchup,
1: yes. Uh, you mentioned Corvery. He's an Iowa kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pella High School is where he is from. Mm-hmm. Has spent a long, He's had. he's had a great run in the NBA. Dude's made a lot of money. No doubt. Has he worked out as well as Cleveland had hoped for when they made the deal to acquire him?
2: Yeah, I think so. Uh, he's a perfect locker room fit. He's a great guy. He fits in perfectly. Uh, I think Boston's done a really good job of just shadowing him um, and not giving him a centimeter to breathe to shoot the ball. Um, he had more room, got more shots, more opportunities, whatever, in the first two rounds. Against Golden State, and this is strictly a guess on my part, Um, I think he's going to get some shots. I think he's going to get, because I think both teams obviously want to spread the floor. And they don't, Golden State, have anybody as good defensively as Marcus Smart or Avery Bradley. These are two of the better defensive guards, not only in the NBA. They happen to play on the same team. So I think Corver is going to get more breathing room, and he don't need a lot. Uh, So I think Corver will get more looks. Now, you know, what he does with those looks, I don't know. If he shoots as he normally does, he's going to be effective. If he has a bad series, you know, that ain't going to help the cause for the Cavaliers. I think they want him back, and I think if he's reasonable, and I think he will because he's made a bunch of money in the NBA, and I think whether they win a championship or lose, I think Corver knows this is his best shot at a ring, uh, let's assume they do lose. That seventeen, eighteen would be probably. He's gotten maybe two more years in the NBA. Would be my guess. That's a guess is that Korver will re-sign with the Cavs for you know good money, but not outlandish money as a uh, you know a guy that's in your rotation as a six, seven, eight, maybe ninth guy off the bench.
3: Ken, uh, with that, you you go through and you look at tonight's matchup and. A lot of people are saying that how important it is to get the rest, to get Kyrie's ankle right, all these different things. Is that being overblown that the chance of them pulling that upset against Golden State is going to be the difference between winning winning tonight and winning game six? Are we maybe going a bit too far with that?
2: Yeah, I think so, a little bit. Um, Look, everyone, when Durant made the move and said adios to Oklahoma City, and signed with Golden State, no one thought the Golden State wasn't going to be there, okay? That was about as safe an uh, assessment as anyone could make, okay? So they're there. They won 12 in a row. Um, I, I knew when, when he went and left Oklahoma City, I gave personally the championship to Golden State, and I remember saying to you guys, I think they're going to win two, three more titles in the next four or five years. Um, I don't see anybody, including Cleveland. I think that Cleveland has probably a window of about two more years as LeBron gets older. Um, I think Boston, as I've said to you guys in the past, I think Boston is the team in the East that's got the best shot because one, they got the number one pick coming up in in June. Two, they got all the draft picks. Three, they got cap room to bring in a Haywood. Um, I don't know, a uh, Jimmy Butler, maybe make a deal for. Uh, Paul George, whatever. They're going to look very different when camp opens up in October of this year for the 17-18 season than they do tonight. Okay, And they are going to be the challenger for Golden State over the next couple of years. In the meantime, I, I don't know how you stop these guys. I just don't know how you stop them. And, yeah, they didn't go 82-0. I, I understand that and I know they've done 12-0 and in the postseason, and they're blowing people out. I just don't know how you stop them because you almost have to have two of their four big guys play terribly and hope that the other two don't light you up for 35 or 40 each. Mm-hmm. Um, and of the four, Durant, to me, is the most dangerous. Curry is a close second. Thompson would be third, taking nothing away from his skill set. That's how good these players are. Green is the fourth option. Okay. But, truly, I don't count. Uh, They're bench players. Iguodala, two uh, championship series ago, was the MVP. Mm -hmm. Didn't play real well against the Cavs last year. I think Father Time is catching up to him. Sean Livingston will be effective for a game or two, and then Sean Livingston will be Sean Livingston. Will not shoot the ball well and will be pulled and you won't see him the rest of the night. Still a good defensive player though and a good guy. Uh he was here in Cleveland a couple of years ago for a cup of coffee. Um so the problem is how do you how do you corral their big four and I don't know how you do it. And I think they're going to win. Um are they going to go 16 and 0? No. You're not you're not sweeping LeBron James and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love assuming they're all healthy. That is not going to happen. Um, my guess is, and this is strictly a guess because they haven't played uh, one game, uh, assuming Cleveland wins the series against Boston, I'd say six. Uh, I, I think Ky- Kyrie and, and LBJ are good enough to win two games, but they're not good enough to win four. And the problem is Durant. If Durant isn't on Golden State, and this is another seven game series mm-hmm. in Oakland on June eighteenth of Sunday night on ABC and winner takes it all, a repeat of the seventh game. Not saying Cleveland would win Game Seven, but it would be another seventh game. Durant is the difference. I don't know how you stop them. It's hard enough with the big three, and then you add Durant. I don't know. I I have not found anybody who thinks in a seven game series or less that Golden State's not gonna win.
1: Ken Silverstein is our guest on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Kenny, let's get to uh, college basketball. And everybody is now either in or they're out of the NBA draft. How did the Big Ten college hoops fare in your estimation?
2: A mixed bag. Um, I think some schools got surprises that kids came back. I think they got surprises when somebody left, but Michigan State's a winner uh, because Bridges came back. Uh, Purdue is a loser uh, because their big man left and will be drafted here in a couple of weeks. So those are two that come mine. Indiana had a, I think, a little bit of a mixed bag for the most part. Uh, let me think who else off the top of my head. Um, I would say those three programs jump out. So um, my problem is, and these kids, you know, look, advice is subjective. And who's giving you the advice is always the key if you're not if you 're not told by the nBA that you 're not going to be a first round pick okay, and then depending on who you are if you 're not going to be let 's say a lottery pick okay there's two different plateaus there obviously first plateau make more money you 're a better player allegedly second plateau not a lottery pick but you 're going to be taken uh, obviously in the first round then I have no idea other than you think you're going to flunk out and you need to get out of school before you flunk out or you're just getting bad advice and you're going to make a mistake or you're and some of these kids are in this spot and I get it I totally understand it not every one of these kids is coming from Beverly Hills uh, California or any other affluent community most of them are not obviously Uh, if it's such a dire situation That even second round money, uh, which is still a lot more money than most people make, uh, obviously, then, then you do it. But to me, if you're not a first round pick in a two round draft, then I, unless it's a unique situation or something where, uh, you know, the, the alarms are going off, then I go back. And some of these kids don't do that. They end up going. They don't get drafted or they get drafted second round late, and it's almost better being a free agent like the NFL. If you're not taken in uh, round, let's say the first five, six rounds, it's almost better not to be drafted in round seven. Sign as a free agent, do your homework with your agent, and pick a team where you think you got a better shot of making it because you had the freedom initially to pick and choose most likely between hopefully more than one team as an NFL free agent. Same thing in the NBA. If you're not a first-round pick, I know there are guys who make it in the second round. Draymond Green is a good example and others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, But they are the exception to the rule. And to me, if I was advising a young man, and I'm not, but if I were, if you're not first-round material, let's go back. Uh, let's get another year of study in. Let's get closer, hopefully, to a diploma. That's a good idea. And at the same time, work on your skill set, whatever that you know, your, your failings may be, maybe you need to expand your distance on your shot. Maybe you have to be better with both hands dribbling the ball. Maybe you need to be more of a constant effort guy, whatever the, whatever is the the stigma, the, the, um, the thing that's keeping you from being a first round pick, then let's go back and work on that with the coaches and see if we can get you a year later to improve in that one or more areas. And then, come out, in this case, an 18, and hopefully, knock on wood, be an 18 first-round pick.
3: problem with that, Ken, is how many of those times does it actually work? Peter Jock came back for his final season. Is he going in the first round? No, no, no. he's not. Mm-mm. And you can go through this list, and you can name a myriad of different guys that have come back, and they don't get it. So I have no problem. If a guy is pretty much at their plateau, there isn't anything else that they really are going to be able to improve their stock. Go out and make money. You can only do it playing basketball for a finite number of years, and then it's going to go away. If you're close, if you want to go make money overseas, even NBA D-League, whatever it may be, go do it because you can't play basketball forever.
2: Well, I get it, and I understand where you're coming from, and I think that's a good example of who you're talking about. And there, and there are others, obviously, not only in the Big Ten or, or any conference, independent or, or otherwise. I just, I don't know. I, I, to me... And maybe I'm, you know, pushing the academic side here, and I realize not every kid is motivated in that way. I get mm-hmm. it. Yep. Uh, I truly do. I wish they were, but they're not. I get it. I'm not living in a dream world. I, I still think that in some occasions there are kids who, and I, I think of kids like Wisconsin kids, okay? I think that's a good example of a, uh, whomever I'm thinking of over the last umpteenth years. let's say five, eight years that a Wisconsin kid in general, and I know I'm generalizing you or stereotyping, whatever, uh, where a kid thinks, well, you know what, maybe I need to come back, work with Bo Ryan or whomever, you know, uh, is now in charge and say, you know what, this is a good idea. I need to come back, work on my game, uh, get another hopefully uh, closer to a diploma, and then see where I'm at. So I see what you're saying. I think it's a good example, and I'm not saying that, you know, the second round's the end of the world. I get that. Um, you know, if you get to the D League, it doesn't mean you can't bounce to the NBA. The odds are against it, but it does occur. You can go over to Europe and make good money. Um, but again, a lot of guys, it just doesn't work in Europe because the distance away from home, because of language issues, whatever the deal may be, it's a different type of brand of ball, maybe they don't transition real well to the European style. Whatever the the uh, the caveat might be um to me and i guess i'll stick to my guns here you now look if you're if you're taking around 27 28 29 again the odds are against you making it okay and that's just the way the nba is um but i i'd still i'm going to stick to my guns and say i'd like the kid to go back for an extra year of school notice i put school first mm-hmm. school first hoop second eh, let's be realistic hoops first <laughs> school second, okay. Yeah, let's not live in a dream world here, Ken. And see if I can improve my lot. I see what you're saying, Trent. I get it. And, I, and I'd say, I'd say a lot of times that does occur where you're coming from. But call me old fashioned. I'd like to see see the kid come back. Now, if he's a lottery pick, if he's being told by everybody in the league, you're a first round pick. We slot you eighteen to twenty five. I ain't going back to school. Okay, I'll get the diploma later on. After I retire, I'll I'll work on it online, in summer school, whatever, because I told mom and dad or whatever the the, the family situation may be, that I promised them that I would get a diploma, and I'm a man of my word, and I'm going to get it. It may take me five, six years to do it or seven or more, but if I'm an 18 through 25 or better, I'm going out to the NBA. All
1: right. um, Switching gears, baseball. They've got the Big Ten baseball tournament going on. Right now it's being played in Bloomington, Indiana. All all kinds of weather issues. That's that's not the case today. Uh, The Iowa game was postponed. It was supposed to be the final game last night. But they had this curfew at 10 o'clock. What, guys have to be in bed and have their (laughs) their pants changed at 10 o'clock? I I thought
2: it was 1 o'clock initially. Seriously. I looked at it. I thought, well, you know what, I gotta check these contact lenses here. My my eyeballs <laughs> What's that a little by for the contacts. So I looked at it at a second take and said, one zero dot zero zero. Hmm. I didn't go to Harvard or Yale or anywhere else, hmm, or Northwestern or any other fine institution of higher learning in the Big Ten. I'm thinking to myself, that says ten o'clock. What, what cockamamie there's a nice word. What screwed up rule is this? Who ten o'clock? Yeah. Well, you guys don't go out and hit the scene until 10 o'clock at night or later. That's my
1: point, yes. We've been there. In the past, we've been there. I
2: know. Jim didn't didn't get lathered up until about midnight. (laughs) (laughs) Okay? That's still the same for Jimmy B. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, nothing has changed. You know, (laughs) it's your MO, it's your MO. Okay, I get it. Uh, Reputations do travel. I understand that. Uh, No traveling violation on Jim Brinson. Uh, Look, I get it, but 10 o'clock, weird. And it's funny because it's, Everything, well, normally weather goes west to east. I'm not playing Weatherman 101 here. It's been raining here across the Indiana line for like three days. Okay. So we can, re- we can relate here. So.
1: All right. So yeah, my, I, it, my, my point is this, though. Now the first game is an extra inning. Where are they right now? They're like uh, bottom of the 13th. Bottom of the 13th, it's Michigan and Indiana. Mm-hmm. And the other two teams, Maryland and Iowa, are just sitting around in the cold. Yeah, that's it. Yeah,
2: yeah I don't know what that's going to do to starting pitching. Um, you know, it's one thing to be a quote quote position player, but um, pitchers and players in general are used to a routine. And when you're sitting and sitting, uh, waiting something out, and you know you get fidgety, and it breaks it breaks the routine. So you hope uh, that they can wrap up the game and then get on get back. Somewhat uh, on schedule um, because you know here's the other thing, um, and I get I get the campus venue I, I get that I, I, I truly do. Um, back in the day when Minnesota could have played at the old Metrodome, obviously that's, that's no longer an option because you know they play outdoors now in the Twin Cities for the Twins. Um, you know I wonder I wonder if this thing. Well, they're all they're all outdoor stadiums. I can't think of it. No, no one's got it. Yeah, Obviously, everybody's play, outdoor.
1: Yeah, in, right. You have to
2: play it. I'm trying to think where you could play this thing. Yeah, you, it would, you could play it in Detroit, but again, Comerica Park does not have a roof. Minnesota, we've already talked about. Chicago is not an option. Uh, Northwestern would be the home school, but Wrigley and and whatever they're calling the South Side Stadium now for the White Sox. They keep changing the corporate name every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's open air. Um, Ohio State has a triple A ball club. The Indians' top farm team is in Columbus, uh, but that's outdoors. And same thing for Ohio State's. Uh, there's no uh, ballpark. There's, 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 there's no, no
1: indoor. There's no indoor there's minor nothing. league. Yeah.
2: No, no. There's there's nothing in and, and even the pro situation. I can't think of anything. Um, Phoenix is no.
1: indoor. Phoenix is indoor. Yeah, but if you
2: if you want to. If you're trying to stay within Seattle, the boundaries of the Seattle, Big Ten,
1: Seattle. Oh, you're talking. Okay, I thought you were talking
2: about pro baseball. No, I'm just thinking. Okay. Yeah, there's nowhere to go. No, so, uh, uh-uh. no, yeah. you're stuck. So, there, so yeah. you move it around campus wise, and that's great. I get that. Yeah. You know, you draw nice yeah. crowds, and you know, you you toss it around. Uh, so it just happens to be Bloomington shot, and um, but you know, the weather's been bad, and from what I understand, I have not looked at the Bloomington weather, but I know across the state line heading east. We're expecting rain tomorrow.
4: Mm-hmm. We're
2: expecting rain Saturday. We're expecting rain Sunday. Wow. So, again, just because it's raining in one area doesn't mean it's raining in Bloomington is somewhat central Indiana, yeah. technically, yeah. a little south of Indianapolis, south-southwest. Um, so doesn't mean it's going to rain the next three days. I have no idea. But it's not far-fetched that they're out of the woods from a rain perspective. Gotcha. So. um I'm down the hatches, boys. Okay.
3: Get that curfew. <laughs> Don't want those kids I up too clock. late. I've hit a clock. I know. That what? So, that sounds like such a Delaney rule. Oh,
2: oh you know what? It's got Delaney
3: written all it over. It does.
1: And, and he got a $20 million bonus for coming up with a uh, 10 o'clock curfew? Oh,
2: $20 million, and he's the guy that gave us Maryland a record? Yeah. Well, if we gave him 30, what we got? Oh, my. What did I see? I saw a piece. I can't remember where. I look at so much stuff, as you guys do every day. I saw something the other day uh, where somebody was just ripping on Delaney and ripping on the Big Ten for having basically Rutgers, not so much Maryland. He gave Rutgers, excuse uh, me, Maryland a little bit of a pass. Okay. But just basically, and you could not dispute it. His argument was, look at all sports. We're talking even tennis, soccer, lacrosse, football, baseball, basketball. We're talking all intercollegiate athletics at Rutgers in general, from the biggest moneymaker, which would be football, all the way down to the one where they don't even break even, where they most likely lose money. So he was looking at all of them and basically saying, does anybody in this conference have a bigger mountain to climb just to be competitive? And if you just look at football and basketball, well, that jumps out of you. They're football. Good luck, Chris Ash, with the Scarlet Knights, uh, the Rutgers football program. And basketball, a little bit better this past year, okay? Big one against Illinois. They knocked out uh, Illinois for any chances of uh, an NCAA burst. So they're getting a hair better. Well, they got a long way to go to become a big boy in this conference, Big Ten, for hoops. And then he built outward the rest of their athletic programs. And it's like Delaney, Jim Delaney, what, what, what were you? Th- well,
1: <laughs> we nobody was
2: looking at He was looking at eyeballs Yeah. At New York City TV, okay, because there is no, quote, quote, major commercial TV station in New Jersey. It's all out of Philadelphia to the south and New York City to the north. It's a very unique state from that perspective. And it may be, Jim, maybe you can figure this out, it may be, The only state in America where there is no, there may be a city of license, I think Channel 9, which... Uh,
1: I think think
2: WOR
1: is licensed to New Jersey. Right, Is
2: licensed to New Jersey, but no one thinks of it as a New Jersey television station.
1: exactly. Okay, it's a
2: New York City television station. Okay, New Jersey may be the only state that I can think of in the 50 or the other 49 where there is technically... No, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, uh, CW, whatever you know, whatever the other right. networks might be. I think it's the only state, so everything comes out of New York and Philly. New York to the north, Philly to the south. Correct. The Rutgers campus is halfway in between. Yep. Forty-five north, about fifty-ish to the south, southwest to downtown Philly. So, yeah, he ripped, I mean, he just ripped on the Rutgers.
1: That's athletic pretty funny. Program.
2: And basically Delaney saying, yeah, okay, pretty obvious why you added Rutgers uh, for your $20 million. <laughs> <laughs> Thank so you. Guy, I, oh, you got to find this article. I, uh, wish, I wish I could remember where I saw it. I'll, I'll find uh, it. I'll, we'll
1: look it up. Don't worry. Ripping on Yeah, I mean, it, was, okay. it was a rip job right. on Rutgers athletics. Okay. Oh, funny. Thank you, bud. It's always good when we hang out with you. Uh, you have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next Thursday He the EVA you got game it.
2: one of the championship That's correct. the you NBA. Got
1: it. Yes. See you then. Thanks. Have a
2: good weekend, right.
1: buddy. Ken Silverstein on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Did you see what your Chicago Bears have done? Victor Cruz. Yeah. Doing the salsa. I was just going to say.
3: Yeah, well, that's work. if he
1: catches a pass. Yeah.
3: Yeah. There's, there's many Victor more Victor Cruz.
1: Wide there. receiver, Victor Cruz. It's a one-year deal. Yes.
3: Don't expect a whole lot out of Victor at this point in his career.
1: Fair enough. Jimmy B and T.C., it's the Big Talker 1700. 1700 KBGG
0: is the Big Talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and T.C., noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG.
3: Trust. Quality. Value.
5: whole
1: lot more car for a lot less.
6: Tom's Auto Sales, Iowa's largest independent used car dealer. Four to five hundred used cars, trucks, and SUVs in stock. At Tom's Auto Sales, we have great prices and a great selection of the best quality used vehicles around. We have the best prices in town on used vehicles and price sells cars. We're a one-stop shop for all brands of cars, trucks, and SUVs. Looking for that used vehicle in the five dollars to $6,000 range? Tom's Auto Sales has it. Family owned, family operated. Come into Tom's Auto Sales and let ours help yours. We don't sell to everyone. We talk to, but we're still talking to everyone we've sold to. Tom's Auto Sales with four locations in the Des Moines metro, three locations just off 235 on East University Avenue, and one location just south of 8035 on Merle Hay Road. Visit our website at tomsautogroup.com That's tomsautogroup.com
7: Tom's Auto
0: Sales Shop Menards Memorial Day Sale for great deals on landscaping products. Save big on fencing, decking, landscape blocks, and more build your outdoor projects to last with ac2 pressure treated lumber it's lighter more natural wood appearance allows it to retain paint and stain better check out the huge selection to finish your project right now an ac2 treated eight foot two by four is only $3.99 save big in outdoor lumber now during menards memorial day sale
7: save big money at menards
4: like all of you out there mike lindell the inventor of my pillow had problems sleeping pillows would go flat
0: Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing, new approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates of clients second year. Prorated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet. Equipment non return. on face and conditions. apply. call for details. Offerings 121.17.
4: Jim Brunson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B. and T.C. on 1700 KBGG, live from the Wolf Construction Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing.
1: Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, welcome back in. And uh, I'm excited uh, because in basketball, apparently the Harlem Globetrotters are going to resurrect the Washington Generals. mm because they've just been playing other teams. They haven't been using red clots and the Washington Generals anymore. Right. So apparently they are indeed uh, going to bring them back. So our next guest, John Cannon, knows everything to know about the Washington Generals. I think he played on their team. He joins us on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. John, Hello.
7: Jim, I'm harder to make fun of than you think because actually I coached the Washington Generals one game.
4: Wow. All right, one so, of those so one of those, those losses
7: is the, mine.
1: One of those media person uh, people that had a chance to do that,
7: right? Absolutely, sat on the bench, tried to stay out of the way, and you know what? We lost.
3: <laughs>
7: and, and you know, and that's the whole point. I mean, how bad would it be if you coached the Washington Generals to victory? And all the fans went home, you know, Matt. Yeah. That's not the point.
1: No, that's not the point. You got it. We got it. All right. So if we can get done with this uh, series tonight, I just happened to read an article online about how even though the NBA playoffs have been poor as far as entertainment value, the ratings are still up over 5% for what they were last year. Is it just that the NBA has sold their stars – so well that people still gravitate to the games
7: yeah i think that's a lot of it and the other thing is you know what else is really going on you know if you're not a hockey head
4: uh-huh
7: and you know baseball hasn't grabbed your attention yet or you're a giants fan and you're looking for something else to do <laughs> um you need something and and the nba is is there now it hasn't been there that much because of these short series you know there haven't been as many games on um but um And I'll tell you, the NBA is really banking on a good finals, and I don't think they're going to get it. I don't.
3: It's, uh, you know, this matchup that we've been waiting for, it feels different than it did a year ago, though, at this time. Is it the addition of Durant? Is it this team with redemption on their mind? It feels different, at least in my estimation, from your perspective, John, from looking at the Warriors side of things. Does it feel different to you as well?
7: Oh yeah, I mean, I, I just I heard Ken Silverstein with you guys, and mm-hmm. and he said that you know that that he told you the day that Durant signed with the Warriors that they were going to win the championship and maybe two or three of them, and mm-hmm. you know I think we all we all felt that way, and and from a Warrior fan perspective, I think I remember telling you guys it it takes some of the fun out of it. You know, this, the Warriors were a plucky band of you know seventh through eleventh round you know draft picks and second round guys and. And the free agents were all backups. They were, there weren't any big free agents. The free agents were, you know, Sean Livingston, and and then there were guys like Bogut and Iguodala who came in trades. And everyone else was drafted. Mm-hmm. And and so it was really they were our guys, you know. And and in the case of Steph Curry, he was a guy that nobody else in the league really believed in. And then the Warriors did, and they traded Monte Ellis, and they closed their eyes and they signed, you know, Curry to a contract that at the time seemed like a lot of money. Now, of course, we laugh at it, but. You know that was that, he's our guy. You know nobody else believed in him. He's he belongs to us. And then signing Durant, just, I, mean, I understand why they did it, and I understand why he came, but I, you know can't deny that that it changes everything from a Warrior fan's perspective. It's just it's not it's much more businesslike. Let's go out and let's go out and not lose this. Okay, yeah. I mean because if we lose this,
1: yeah,
7: there were a lot of reasons they lost last year. You know we talked about the the Green suspension, sure, which. You know, changed a lot of it. Bogut's injury, which a lot of people forget, Bogut got hurt at halftime of that game right. five, yep. and did not come back. And there, are, you know, there, he he was a big defensive presence against the Cavaliers. The rest of the centers evaporated. Azili, Varjao, these guys had good minutes at times, at space, but they did nothing in those last two games with Bogut out. And and then you had Curry, who was really banged
3: up—knee,
7: yeah. ankle, elbow. Yeah. Just during the playoffs. You know, so, and they had such a tough series against Oklahoma City. One day off, and then they're into the finals. And, man, it could not be more different this year. They are rested. They are healthy. I think if Cleveland's going to get a game, it's going to be game one. But their chances dropped a lot after game one of the San Antonio series. Because the Warriors kind of coasted into that series. Mm -hmm. Before they knew it, they were down twenty-five points, and, and I think we all agree that that if uh, if Leonard didn't get hurt, they would have lost that game. They're they're not likely to coast into Game One against Cavaliers, not only because of what happened against San Antonio, but because they have literally been pointing to this series for a long time. I think this could be I think this could be a massive blowout. I really do. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, one of those guys that uh going to lead to that, Clay Thompson. He's been one of the few. That hasn't been playing very Struggling well. Struggling a little bit. Uh, yeah. He's got a toaster that has everybody excited. But <laughs> let's talk about the here and now, the shooting woes. Concerns, small concerns, something to talk about as we have more than a week before the finals start up. Where are you at with Clay Thompson? And I know.
7: I know we're digging for stuff to talk yeah. about. Yeah. But his contribution is going to be on the defensive end. And I think the biggest challenge that Warriors have with Clay Thompson is to get him to see that as long as he's contributing on the defensive end, that he's fine. Because if he gets down on himself because he's not shooting well, and then that starts to show up on the defensive end. Then they got a big problem. has not yet, really. His defense in San Antonio series was fantastic, and and that's you know I, I had to chuckle a little bit when when Ken was was building this this thing about how you know Korver is going to be able to hurt the Warriors because their guards defensively aren't as good as the Celtics guards. Like really, uh, they've got very athletic wings and and guards, and they had the number one defense against three-pointers last year during the regular season um, and and it, it wasn't really even that close so you know that's not going to be, I think if Cleveland's going to hurt the Warriors it's going to be inside mm-hmm. I think it's going to be Tristan Thompson
2: mm-hmm.
7: um, doing damage on the offensive boards love inside on the low block yep. not not necessarily at the three-point line and and the other thing Ken said that I just don't agree with is you know, Pachulia. I would be shocked if he starts and he's Especially will not start if Love is starting at center. Petulia will not play when Love is is at center.
1: You're going, they're going to play McGee at center. McGee on go him. small. Go, oh, they'll go small no, if he's they'll
7: small. Go small. Okay. Oh yeah, because he. I mean, he, he's not. The Warriors and that's what the Warriors do. Is they drag people out to the three point line. They're not going to let themselves be dragged out to the three point line with with Petulia or McGee. You know, Draymond will play the five mm-hmm. when Love is playing the five. And and I you know and I wish Love luck with that. You know, getting getting good looks because the weird thing about Draymond is he can guard you at the three point line and then go block somebody's shot right somewhere else. I don't know how he does that, but he does it. So I just I think uh, you can't you can't sneak up on this team because San Antonio did. So you don't have that, and and they're just they're they're healthy and they're ready and they're a little bit mad about last year still. Yeah, should be. And I I, and, and then we know. Which maybe maybe that makes what Tyronn Lue today did you know make sense? I don't
1: know. But I I can't make any sense out of what he said. <laughs> That's what Kent said. Yeah, <laughs> Ken's it's... interviewed him a lot. A lot of times you can't make sense out of what he's saying. All right. Um, before we jump to the uh, in, any more into the what we think will be the NBA finals, how do you see tonight's game playing out? And can the Celtics salvage one more or not?
7: Yeah, well, it, it really depends on Cleveland. It depends on how well they play. It depends on how well LeBron played. I think that that, that was shown pretty forcefully in Game Three that when he had, he had a subpar game and he sure doesn't have very many of them.
1: No, apparently he was They're sick vulnerable. too. He was sick.
7: Yeah, which which makes sense. Now, my theory that night, not knowing what Richard Jefferson said the next day, was that he was tired. And and I do know that when LeBron games had only one day off between games in the playoffs. That, that can show up, and it did with the, the first year. He was a handful for the Warriors until the game started to go every other day, mm-hmm. and then he just couldn't he couldn't regenerate and, and load the team on his back anymore. And this year, though, the finals don't have a single time where there's only one day off between games. Wow, wow. They've stretched that final out so much there's always two games off between games. And I think part of that, though, I have to say is because remember, the, the playoffs, the finals used to be 2-3-2. Two, two. Yes. So it was okay if there was only one game, one day, between game six and seven. Because you didn't have to travel. Mm-hmm. But I, mm-hmm. And I think it might have been that the Warriors and Cavs' first year that they played against each other.
1: I think And it right. went yep.
7: to 2-2-1-1-1. Two, two, one, one, one. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they're, they're, they have to build more, more time in between games because you've got a whole bunch of, not just players, but all the media is also shuttling across the country. Um, and and they're flying so, and they're
1: flying commercial. They're not flying on private jets,
7: right? Right. They're, they're scrambling to make planes. And and Cleveland, I don't think, is the easiest place in the world to fly into. Oakland's not bad, uh, or San Francisco, but uh, Cleveland is probably not that not that easy to get to get flights into, especially from Oakland or San Francisco. So I think that Cleveland is likely to win tonight. The fact that it's in Boston certainly helps the Celtics. I, I don't think that when Cleveland basically gave up home court advantage. I don't think they were thinking about a game five, you know, back in Boston. I think they were thinking that they'd win that thing in four. Uh, if they even played Boston, you know, there was a good chance. Boston could lose in the earlier round. Oh, yeah. and Cleveland would have had home court advantage. And I'm sure that was part of their calculation. But look, if it's Boston, we'll take care of it. Boston doesn't scare us. And, and You know, guys, doesn't Boston look better without, oh, without Isaiah Thomas?
1: Thomas? Yeah, Moving the ball better. There's no question about yeah. that. And better defensively. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. got
7: sloppy in the second half, and they and they started to rush shots, and you know, and, and that's the situation where he could come in sometimes and, and just bail him out, just because he he's so good individually. But I, I just I think he's limited, and it, with him, because of his size. And people talk about Curry being a small guy. Curry's six three.
1: Yeah, yeah.
7: You know, he's like six inches taller than Isaiah Thomas. Exactly. And people say he's limited because you know he looks like such a small guy out there. So imagine you know Isaiah trying to get space to shoot, especially once everybody is really aware how good he is. That makes it a lot harder for a guy you know to to really operate so I think it's Cleveland tonight. I think we sit around for six days and and see what happens on on the first. I think it's Cleveland's best chance to get him still is game one
3: last thing uh last week, the draft lottery mm-hmm. uh, it's not fixed. we know it's not fixed, but boy, it seems like it's fixed a lot, doesn't it
7: <laughs> I know does feel fixed <laughs> it does i know i don't i you know i don't know the nba's got a problem you know they've got a problem they got teams out there that trying not to win and and it behooves them to try not to win
1: mm-hmm. yeah
7: and and they can't really figure out a way not to reward that i've heard people say oh well you should give the first pick to the team that's like the first one out of the playoffs the one right below the you know the top 16 the next one gets the first pick in the draft and then I got to say, if you're headed into the last week of the season, you're like, okay, should we finish eighth and play the Warriors, or should we finish ninth to get the first pick? Mm-hmm. Let me think yeah. about that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, I, I don't know, other than having a complete lottery every year, every team's in it, nobody has more chances or less chances, you know, I, I I don't know other than that. I don't know how you have a really fair shift.
1: Just, it just feels like it. It, just, it goes all the way back to the Patrick Ewing thing yep. ending up Frozen in, in New York. You got it. All right, Big John. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. It's always good when we all chat guys, with you. Sorry I don't have better
7: news for you about how exciting the finals are going to be. <laughs> but I just, I don't, I'm, I'm not feeling it.
1: The blowout's coming. We'll see what happens. Thank you, John. Okay. All, all right. right, John Cannon. Always great when we have him on the show on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway West Des Moines. We're coming right back. Big Talk. Join me, Diana
4: Kelly, every Saturday morning at 10 for what's happening in your neighborhood with Inside Iowa. On 1700 KBGG.
7: Get to JCPenney's Memorial Day Sale and celebrate the savings. Starting now, find thousands of incredible deals throughout the store on select items like pillows for 3 dollars summertime tanks $4.99, stylish shorts for him and her $14.99, cool women's swim separates just $15 and so much more. Plus, stack on the savings and get $10 off when you spend $25 or more with coupon on select items. Hurry, don't miss out on JCPenney's Memorial Day Sale. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Coupon ballots 524 to 529 in store and at jcp.com. Some exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Ace is the place with the
0: helpful hardware folks. Ace is your neighborhood place for everything Yeti, from coolers to drinkware. And right now, for the first time ever, Yeti is on sale. During the Ace Memorial Day sale, save 25% on Yeti Rambler Stainless Steel Drinkware. It's virtually indestructible and keeps drinks hot or cold for longer. So hurry into your local Ace and save 25% on Yeti Stainless Steel Drinkware. Offer valid for Ace Rewards members only through June 4th. Excludes Duracoat colors and jugs. See
5: participating stores for details. thousands.
0: Keep your vehicle running smoothly with automotive products from Menards. Take the guesswork out of tire pressure maintenance with a slime 12-volt digital tire inflator. It gives you perfect tire pressure every time using Inflate right technology. Just set your desired pressure level and the inflator will automatically turn off when the set pressure is reached. Right now, a 12-volt digital tire inflator is only $22.99 during Menards Memorial Day Sale. Save big money at Menards. Guys don't really talk about antiperspirant. Despite that, 91% of Dove Men Plus Care users recommend it. Here's what they said.
5: It blocks the, yeah, you know, perspiration, I think is the fancy word. It's comfortable.
3: Uh, <laughs> it smells nice. My girl likes the smell. Well, it's, it, I, I don't, it's hard. I think it's quite masculine. Uh, my underarms aren't the worst thing at the gym. It's kind of like the Hoover Dam from armpits, I guess. Dove Men Plus Care Antiperspirant.
0: Tough on sweat, not on skin. Staples knows that when your spreadsheets no longer spread, it's time. When your presentations are not presentable, it's time. And when tensions in the office are high... Now tensions are very, very high. It's definitely time. And it's times like these when pros turn to Staples. Staples has a full range of tech services to help your business with everything from data recovery to virus protection. And right now, get $50 off PC diagnostic and repair service so your business won't miss a beat. Staples, it's pro
5: time. Ends 527. Service does not include parts. Want the perfect steak this Memorial Day? Grill it. Want the perfect grill? Come to the Home Depot for Memorial Day savings. Right now, the next grill four burner gas grill with ceramic side burner and rotisserie kit is a special buy at just $199. That's a $399 value. See, even your timing is perfect. Get Memorial Day savings on the next grill four burner gas grill now, just $199 bucks only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing, while supplies last.